You're listening to the Kindred 360 Podcast with your hosts, Pastor Rod Idle, Matt Smith, and Lindsay Terry. The Kindred 360 Podcast is an extension of Kindred Church in Midlothian, Virginia. At Kindred, we help people find their purpose. We believe that God designed us to be surrounded by others who love and care for us. We call this your tribe. We invite you to be part of our tribe today, so enjoy the fun, inspiration, and introspection. All in today's episode of Kindred 360. Now, Pastor Rod Idle. Hey, good morning, everybody. Our first Kindred 360 broadcast of 2019. How awesome is that? We're coming to you live, Studio 77, downtown Midlothian. So let's say hi, everybody. Lindsay. How's it going? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Matthew. How are you doing, everyone? Happy New Year. All right. Mike, you in? I am here. All right, buddy. Good (laughs) having you. Happy New Year's, everybody. I hope you had a great holiday. Hey, guys, how was your holiday? Lindsay, what'd you do? It was great. We we went up to Ashburn, Virginia, Northern Virginia, and saw my husband's family, all of our nieces and nephews, and spent a week together. Boys probably didn't have a good time there, did we they? We didn't see them the whole week. They disappeared to the basement with cousins. So. Yeah. And Legos. Cousins and Legos, Legos, yes. So it was good. It was well, a good week. That's awesome. That's awesome. Matt, what about you? Man, I had a great time. I went down to North Carolina, North Kekalecki, as uh, you now know. And um, <laughs> man, and we had a good time. Uh, for those of you who don't know this, I'm one of seven kids and all of us were together. Wow. And that is hard to do. We're on the same schedule. We try to be at the same Thanksgiving and Christmas uh, rotating. And um, But we were all together. And I'll tell you something that uh, we did for the first time that was really cool. My sister's birthday is the 27th of December. And she said, hey, for my birthday, could just the siblings go out? I love my uh, in-laws. And I love the spouses. And I love my nieces and nephews. Could it just be us, though? We haven't done that since we were kids. And so we ended up going to a Japanese steakhouse and just for her birthday. And it was really fun. We got coffee afterward. Lots of laughter. Yeah, man. Yeah, we were laughing (laughs) and pulling up old stories. And it's funny because we all, uh, there were, there were stories that some of us shared that I didn't know. And it was kind of cool. Like I'd share something. It was like, oh, I never knew that. And so, I mean, with seven of you, you can slip stories past each other and it was, it was a really night. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun, and we said we need to do this more yeah. often. We need to make this an annual. Yeah, you thing. guys aren't that far apart to where you can't. Whereas That's I right. get like Josh. Is, Josh has got a brother in, in Colorado, Colorado, and yeah. he's yeah. got another brother who's in the military, and so it's harder for them to. But you guys are close enough where you can say, "Let's make a point of doing this." That I would encourage yeah. you in that. Yeah, I really would. Mike, what about you? What'd you do for the holidays? Um, we stayed here. We didn't. We just uh, chilled at the house. We normally go either see my parents uh, or something for Christmas after Christmas for New Year's. And she had back surgery in October, so she said, "I really don't want company." And she's healing with that. And so my dad was helping her. And so we just had Christmas here and just chill. It was kind of nice. I was kind of off for two weeks. Didn't really do much. So that was kind of weird. My wife was ready for me to kick me out of the house. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you say that. We did the same thing. We we just kind of hung out. Of course, um, the staff, I usually give off. You guys know I give you guys off between Christmas and New Year's, and I say, listen, I'll I'll be around. I won't go anywhere and um, steer the ship. And But I, I worked from home, and when I was talking about, I remember on January 1st, New Year's night, I was going to bed, and I said, okay, I'm going to get up and go in the office. And Gay said, uh, my wife said, are you are you want to get out of the house? And I said, I want to go to work. <laughs> and I was talking to somebody and telling them that story, and Gay was sitting there. She goes, actually, I was very glad because I finally got my mornings back <laughs> because I'm a person who gets up in the morning and is going right at first, and she needs her morning quiet, read her Bible, drink her coffee and I'm walking into her office every five minutes. I think I'm going to do this today. And I think this, what are you going to do? You want to go to lunch? <laughs> She's like, get out of here. So I think she was happy that I um, finally went back to work, but I did the same thing. Just kind of hung out the house, enjoyed some bowl games, ate way too much food, way too much food, which is not abnormal for me, but man, it was good. You guys make yeah. any new year's resolutions? Well, <clears throat> I had it until yesterday, and I got a good call from uh, I got a call from a good friend, uh, Chris, uh, and uh, and Chris is the friend who, if you've listened to the podcast, had invited me to do the uh, Spartan race, and he said, "Hey, I'm going for the trifecta, Matt. 
I'm going for the Sprint, Super, and Beast all in one year. Would you like oh, to man. do the Sprint again? Would you like to give it another shot? And I just was like, well, daggone, if you're going to do all three, I think I might do all three as well. So, oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm, ho- I'm, lo- I'm hoping I'll make it to 20, uh, <laughs> 2020. But uh, but anyways, <laughs> I don't know if that's official or not. I mean, it's less than 24 hours old right now. I know you right can't now. see me, folks, but I'm shaking. <laughs> I'm just saying... I will never run a race again after that. But how cool would it be to say, yeah, I did the Spartan trifecta, you know? And I don't It'd know. It'd be cool for That's you. That's cool. That's good. Good for you. <laughs> cool for, for some you. reason, yeah. my email inbox thinks that I like running because I can't tell you over the past two weeks, I've gotten <laughs> upwards of 20 invites to 5K runs, the bubble run, that the was me. I, paint I, run. I put all your, I put your account thing for did information you? on there. Thank you. Thank you. I'm like, who do they think I am? No. <laughs> Not interested. Right, like, right. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I've got a lot of them. Lindsay, you got a list of some New Year's resolutions you want to share with us? So I didn't Are make these any. Yours personal? They're not. No. Because um, I'm lame and I don't usually do New Year's resolutions too much because my willpower is lacking. So, but I've got some that the I like these because they're manageable. They're something that you I think you can actually attain. They're not like lose 50 pounds in two months like that's probably I not going to happen that. and but and so like you beat yourself up these are some good ones that you can i think you can achieve pretty easily and i'll read of a few of them and just be a vegetarian once a day instead of having like meat for so one does that meal mean annoying and <laughs> judgmental of anybody else is that what that means by being a vegetarian just <laughs> once a day so it's just a way to get more veggies in and get one healthier big broccoli one, one giant crown of broccoli oh, yeah. tree of broccoli so. as wolf yeah and you gotta look at lunch you gotta say it's a lifestyle <laughs> <laughs> once a day <laughs> it's because i don't like myself that's what i would say <laughs> in the restaurant we're like what <laughs> what <laughs> what if i just ate like a piece of carrot cake could that count <laughs> i don't know anyway go ahead uh another is work out for seven minutes each day like yeah. that's that's a good place to start if you're not working out at all it takes me about that long to get out of just bed just climb so the stairs a couple times you know? and you got your seven minute workout yeah so i just saw today on facebook there was a it was a, like a stair then it had a slide next to it and yeah i saw that we're going like in a vicious circle and i was like someone needs to put cheese at the top of the or so it looked like something like a like a hamster would be doing <laughs> constantly you know that would be a fun staircase uh, i don't know another one splinters i read it okay this says decelerate at the end of each day but i read it decorate at the end of each day <laughs> decorate and i was like that's a really I interesting do that. resolution <laughs> winning Lindsay's office. You're like what are you doing well it's, i went to home goods it's so. three o'clock i gotta decorate i gotta put up a japanese lamp but yeah so switch off your electronics for 30 minutes before bed and just kind of mm. chill and get yeah. ready to go to sleep okay i gotta ask i gotta ask right now Resendez, could you do that? The face he's making, the thinking face. When my phone dies at the end of the day, yes. <laughs> <laughs> when it's like dead and it's like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Resendez, I think you walk through your house with night vision goggles too, don't you? Just to stay focused the whole day. Well, you do notice like beside you over there and people you can't see, I have USB ports everywhere so, <laughs> if i need to charge up i got, I got it you got in. it yeah um another one is make new friends that's a feel-good one yeah yeah i'm kind of done that's cool one friends. yeah yeah you know? losing friends losing friends <laughs> resolve not to so um another one is wake up happy which sounds really cornball but it's like, it's good to spend your day and first thing is start being grateful for what you have and thanking God for what you've been given. That's a good, that's a good, uh, it is a good way who, to see how is, your day who, changes. In this, who is a happy wake up person? I am. Not me. Not me. I am. I want to like, cry every morning. I'm ready to get up and up. get going. I, I'm, I'm good for the day. As soon as I get up, man, I, I'm ready. I don't like to talk. I'm okay. But I just like, let me just get in to get my coffee. Owen. Now. We have a baby monitor that we still use, and he is singing. 
reckless love was today. <laughs> and so I'm waking up <laughs> seven ten to <clears throat> reckless love singing it. And then it's job really, you know, it's like his his version or whatever. Yeah. But um and then it's screaming, Daddy! like yeah. I'm done, get me up. I'm like, <gasps> and then I'm like, then I'm just I'm, wait till he's not in a crib anymore, Mike. Just yeah, wait. I want to tell you, young bucks, something. Enjoy it. You'll miss it. You'll miss it. So enjoy it. I think it's cool to hear that because I think, I mean, the kid's got a passion for something yeah. so quick in his life and he's ready to go with it all the time. Enjoy it. I know it's hard. I get it. I understand. I remember those days, but enjoy it because, man, you'll remember years later like, wow. That was so much fun. Well, Mel said, yeah, it could be screaming, you know, crying and yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, right. His hobby could be He's always happy. He's his very... hobby could be being a pyro, lighting things on fire, <laughs> yeah. or something like that. So he he's singing very... worship songs. That's a pretty good. He's yeah. always been a wake up happy baby. So yeah. I am very wow. cool. Yeah, that's great. Very I don't cool. think any of my kids are wake up happy babies. <laughs> no. no, so no. but Eli wakes up early, just not happy. So not usually. <laughs> Almost but, there. Yeah. yeah. That's very cool. So um, I have a couple more for us. Waste less. It's good. It says it includes both time and money. So there's that. There's that. I'd <laughs> like less waste. <laughs> so <laughs> I like how you're like, there's that. Okay. Oh, right. Have an annual career checkup. Like, how are you doing? How's the health of your job? Is it time to sit? This is what it says. It's time to sit back and think about your relationship with your job. Your I've never thought of job. my job and I having a relationship. On again, off again kind yeah, of thing. Apparently. <laughs> we're not on speaking so, terms kind of thing. And then I have a couple more that are my personal favorites that I really like. Um, this New Year's resolution is to become as fat as I was the very first time I ever thought I was fat. I thought that was a really good one. <laughs> uh, then this one, my New Year's resolution is to be more assertive, if that's okay with you guys. <laughs> and uh, my don't date Victoria's Secret Models resolution is going great so far. Somebody posted on Twitter, which is funny. So. Uh, good stuff. Well, I don't make New Year's resolutions either. Um, I, I never have, but... Um, I don't know why. I guess I don't want to hold myself accountable, but uh, boy, I sure could use some to really get focused. So I think if you use New Year's resolutions out there, I think that's awesome. I th there's nothing wrong with it. The whole idea of setting goals and uh, personal goals as well as career goals or whatever are tremendous. So I like to give Matt a hard time about this whole um, triathlon, these real man events, that kind of thing. But the truth is, I think it's great that he's going to attempt that and do that. I do not have that in me, and maybe I'm a little jealous, and I it, it frightens me to be a little bit we jealous of Matt that really easy. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, I respect that, and, and um, go for it. I, I just didn't want to die in my 30s, so I didn't do it. But um, if you do, that's cool. Um, but anyway, if you use news, New Year's resolutions, I think that's awesome. Just, just maybe, maybe we can be voices of encouragement to you right now because maybe already here on two weeks into the year, you're discouraged over it, or you wonder if you should keep it going. Well, I don't even know what your New Year's resolution is, but keep it going and uh, keep working at it. So, I think that's a, a healthy, healthy thing to do. And if you do that, more power to you. All right. Uh, listen, I, I do believe we're going to hear from our buddy, Nestor, the mailman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we, have, yeah. We, we didn't hear from him last time. So it's good to have Nestor back. So, Nestor, welcome to the Kindred 360 podcast. Happy New Year, Kindred 360 family. It's Nestor, your mailman, delivering your Bible verse of the week from 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive the salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you have to endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show you that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. And remember, everyone, 
persevere in 2019. God bless you all. Thanks, I Nestor. love Nestor. <laughs> Nestor. Man, Nestor, man. my man. Yeah, that's love awesome. That dude. That's awesome. Good dude. On <laughs> fire for Christ. And uh, we are blessed at, at Kindred to have him a part of the church. Yep. He and his wife, Nikita. Yep. Um, and uh, just really appreciate the Delgados. So thank you, mailman Nestor. We We're appreciate talking about people waking up happy. I'd put a million dollars down that Nikita does. That chick always has a smile. I love talking to Nikita. She's always laughing yeah. and smiling. Her conversation is giggly. You ever notice yes. that? Yes. She's like, yes. Yeah. You, you can't I walk away that. and not feel better after right. you yeah. just chatted with yeah, her yeah, for a yeah. moment. Yeah. She's, a, she's a cool, cool lady. And and uh, what a blessing. You know, it's it's kind of funny because Nestor's pretty serious. Yes. Yeah. And she likes to giggle and laugh. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that. So great, yeah. great people. Th- once again, thanks from our mailman Nestor sharing with us today. Listen, I uh, I wanted to talk to you today about something that um, kind of became real this morning. Right. Um, you guys know I was coming in, and the highway uh, that I come in on is 288 South from um, Powhite Parkway and down to Hull Street. And... Um, it got backed up. As soon as I got on the highway, it was dead. And I said, you guys text, don't come 288. It is dead still. Waited forever. Finally got through. Got just a tenth, two-tenths of a mile north of Hull Street. And there were a bunch of police cars. Um, and <clears throat> there was a... Um, someone had died. And there was a body on the side of the road with a yellow tarp over it. And I got thinking... I, I automatically pray for the family. Um, uh, and God knows who they are. I don't. But I got thinking about what that day for his family just became. January 15th, 2019, was a mark in his family's life that changed them forever from that point yeah. on. And I think about... Let's say it was a man going to work this morning, something like that. Like he does every morning, he gets up, has a cup of coffee, kisses his wife on the cheek and say, bye, I love you. I'll see you tonight. Kids come running out in their footy pajamas, hugging on his legs. Bye, daddy. Bye, daddy. And he leans down, gives them both a hug, kisses them on top of their head, says, be good for mommy. Gets in the car and leaves. And just in a matter of moments, everything changes. Today, I want to talk to you about when storms come in your life, because all of us experience storms. Now, some of us experience storms that are long, and we know they're coming, and we have these challenges. We're not surprised. It's kind of like when I lived in Florida and we had hurricanes, we had warnings of the hurricanes for days and days. And you know what this is like too, Matt. And yep. and Mike, you lived in Florida. Lindsay, you lived in Florida. And and you know what it's like to expect a hurricane and every couple hours you're checking the news and the weather to see what the track of the storm is, when you can expect it. And then when it gets down to the last 24 hours, they're actually saying like your neighborhood will feel it at 2 a.m. or whatever, that kind of stuff. And you can plan accordingly. But then I've also lived through her or through tornadoes. And those are a lot harder. And the reason is you don't get long-term warnings. You just say, "Hey, the conditions are good for a tornado, so that's a tornado watch." Oh, we've seen a tornado, that's a tornado warning. And the sirens go off and whatever. And you don't get a lot of warning. you got to hustle to your basement or into a, a closet or a bathroom or whatever. And those are the tougher storms as well. Now, the other ones are tough. Don't get me wrong. But some of those that come in so sudden. In Luke, the eighth chapter, there's a story of Jesus who takes his disciples and they get in the boat and says, let's go to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. And if you've never, if you don't know much about the Sea of Galilee, I've been there. The Sea of Galilee is kind of interesting. It sits 700 feet below sea level. It's about 13 miles long and only seven miles wide. It's not a big, we would call it a lake in the United States. 
It's surrounded by mountains that are about 2,000 feet tall. And storms can whip up on the Sea of Galilee very suddenly because the mountains kind of funnel the wind in and the wind can't escape. And so it kind of swirls. And so it can be sudden and they can be ravaging. And there's this story in the Bible where Jesus says, let's get and let's go to the other side. It says that Jesus went down and he was sleeping. A storm came up and the disciples panicked and they finally woke Jesus up and said, Lord, how are you sleeping? This storm is going to kill us. We're all going to die. And he stood up and the Bible says that he rebuked the storm, told it to calm down and it did. And then he turned and said, you, you need more faith, basically. And they were wondering amongst themselves, wow, who is this that even the winds and the waves obey? Well, uh, there's some things that I look at in that story that I think can help us when storms hit and storms hit suddenly. First of all, you got to know this had to be a pretty tough storm because these disciples, most of them were fishermen. And so they're used to being out on the sea. So this had to be pretty tough if they were scared. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they're used to battling through storms. So we're not talking about probably an average storm. We're talking about something. I mean, it made them fear for their life. I don't know about you. If you've ever had something make you fear for your life, truly fear for your life, but it it puts a mark on you, doesn't it? You mm-hmm. don't forget it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, Lindsay, you remember this. We were flying from Nevada to Orlando and yep. the plane went through turbulence. And it, I have, and you guys know that I've flown a lot. I mean, I used to fly every week, all the time. Never been through turbulence like this. It was absolutely brutal right around Birmingham, Alabama. We went through so much turbulence that you could see the fear on the stewardess's face. The heavy carts that they wheel down, you Those know, are like a couple hundred pounds. Yeah, they're like three, four hundred pounds are bouncing. They're coming off the ground, and it's it's like scary. Where I'm reaching across the way, grabbing Lindsay's hand. Lindsay's got a lady next to her, just simply saying all the time, "Oh Lord Jesus, oh Lord Jesus," all the time, freaking out. I got a hold of Gay's hand. Brad is literally sleeping. Why does that not surprise me? Going through this, it was scared. I mean, it was scary. I've been through turbulence and I can get over it, but this was scary turbulence. Anyway, if you've ever been through a time where you like fear, like, oh my gosh, is something going to happen here? That's where the disciples were. But like I said, as you know, that Jesus stood up, calmed the storm told them they need to have more faith, encourage them to strengthen their faith, and they were in awe of Christ. When we go through storms in our lives, what is usually our first approach? Isn't it a lot like those disciples? Jesus, wake up. Have you ever have you ever found yourself in a panic mode or when you go through your storms in your life, what you know, what's your first inclination? Let's put it that way. What's your first inclination? My first is usually like, are you not paying attention to the situation, Lord? Mm. Like, are you even noticing what's going on down Mm. here? So, yeah, I definitely have had those moments where I'm like, wake up, Jesus. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Feeling like that. Yeah. That's typically if it's something really scary. I think my first thought is is always, and I'm not saying this is a great reaction, but is how am I going to fix this? Mm. It is so self-focused. And I don't know how many times throughout my relationship with, with the Lord, he's just kind of slapped me and been like, hey, dummy, it's not about you. Right. You know, and if right. you're going to leave it right there, you're freaking out. And usually, I mean, it, it just depends. Sometimes it's it's a day or two even, and you're just like, and before you really let it sink in, that it's like, hey, of course you're hopeless right now because you're thinking about you. And, right. you know, you should be thinking about me. And when I can get centered on that. You know, that's where I'm, where I'm good. good, but it's funny because it, immediately I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? How am I going to handle this? And it's and, like, no, you, you're not. And God. I'm sure that's where the disciples were here. I mean, at first they were out on sea someplace that most of them were very comfortable yeah. with. Mm-hmm. You know, if Matthew was out there, maybe he was like, hey, Peter, this is your show. Okay? Yeah, that's right. But we're pretty comfortable with the situation. Maybe they were trying that. And then it sure is like, why is Jesus sleeping? Yeah. They even kind of asked that, you know, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, we're going to die up here, yeah. you know, and I think it's 
awesome Jesus. Maybe I should have called Brad Jesus during that turbulence because <laughs> just sleeping away, you know. He also and, slept through a car accident, if you remember. That's right. That's <laughs> exactly right. through it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, to me, there's a you can picture the scene right here, right? Yeah. I mean, th- this is one of those stories that you could close your eyes and see the whole scene like it's in a movie. Yeah. yeah. And so. Here's some things I want us to get out of this that I think it's it's kind of important for us to remember. The first part is this. Think of this. Jesus led them into that storm. Mm-hmm. This didn't take Jesus by surprise. He said, let's go to the other side of the lake. He was omniscient. He's omniscient. He knew. He led them into the storm. You know what I find? I find a lot of times... We try to make excuses for God because we want God always to be good and kind. And so we'll say, well, God didn't cause the storm, but he allowed it. Like we're kind of letting God off the hook. Yeah. And I do believe that there are times that God causes the storms in our lives. Now, he still provides the protection. He's still the presence in the middle of the storm. Christ was still there, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But God causes storms. Now, that to me points to the sovereignty right. of God. Yeah. I think one of the things we have to remember in storms is God is sovereign. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. It's his. I remember surrendering Brad because God was sovereign. And I finally surrendered him and all his health issues and said, God, you're God. You love Brad more than I love Brad. Mm-hmm. He was yours before he was mine whatever you choose, sovereignty of God. There's a lot of strength and peace that comes through surrendering to the sovereignty Mm -hmm. of God, isn't there? Yeah. Have you guys ever had that experience in your own life where you just can remember a time where you said, well, this is your show? Yeah, absolutely. I I, I distinctly remember one time, uh, it, it it was a similar prayer to what you were talking about, Lindsay, where you're just like, God, don't you care? And uh, the text that that came through was the uh, the the Corinthians passage where it talks about my strength is made perfect in weakness. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking, like, I just remember thinking, I have I I don't know what to do. I, I'm helpless, God. And I just like clear as day, God was like, exactly. Mm. You're going to lean on me right that's now. Good. Yeah. That's where I want you. You know, because you're leaning too much on yourself, and that's that's where I do my strongest work. My strength yeah. is made perfect in your weakness, and and just clear as day, God was like, "Yep, that's exactly where I want you. This is where I'm going to do the best thing." Because you're not going to claim any victory. You're not going to have any other excuse. There's not going to be any rational reason. It's going to be God delivered me, and He's going to get all the glory. And um, and so that was a, that was a really I try to remember that yeah. uh, when I go Good through stuff. stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. What about you, Lynn? Yeah, I mean, I can think of the first thing that comes to mind is um, a few years ago when my youngest was born, he was born with a heart defect and we knew about it for half of the pregnancy. And the whole time it was, the question was, how bad is the surgery going to need to be? And is he going to live? And so um, I remember about a week before we went in to have a C-section and then get him straight into surgery that, um, sitting on the bed at the Ronald McDonald house with my husband and like full on freak out mode. And I remember Josh put his arm around me and he was like, Lindsay, this baby belongs to the Lord. He doesn't belong to us. He belongs to the Lord. God gave us, um, insight into this baby's life and what God wants to use this baby for. So we don't have any reason to be afraid right now. So we're we're just going to Live, leave this with the Lord and thank him for this child that he's given us. And then we sat there and prayed. And I remember feeling like a weight that I'd been carrying around for 20 weeks um, was lifted off me because I think that it was that moment I really first, instead of saying, where are you, Lord? Don't you see this? Was like, okay, I trust you, God. So. Man. You married a good man. I did. Yeah, Josh, don't, tell, don't tell him. <laughs> All right. Josh, if you're listening. I didn't mean it. So, but I, you married a good man. I'm glad that I'm glad that uh, he was able to provide mm. strength during that time. That's a, that was a tough time. I remember having that fear myself, not experiencing it near to the level you did. But I remember having mm-hmm. that fear myself and thinking, "Wow, you know, God, we really want this child." And man, I can't imagine a world without Eli. So, yeah, 
It was awesome. You know, something else I want you to get is not only that Jesus led him into this, but also the storm hit people who were doing the will of Jesus. Right. They were doing exactly what he said. How many times have we allowed storms to make us rethink whether we're really doing what Jesus wants, whether we're really in the middle of God's will? Yeah. And here's a great example. Jesus said, get in the boat, let's go to the other side, knowing the storm was coming, the sovereign Jesus, right? And the storm came and hit people who, you know, they're turning to Jesus like, if there was one time they probably wish they would have disobeyed Jesus, it was <laughs> in the moment. middle of this storm, right? Like, man, I wish I would have chosen an easy road saying, hey, I'll take Uber to the other side and I'll meet you over there. But instead they went, nope. And they did it. Why? Well, Jesus said, and it was in the nighttime, right? right. This was not, everything is scarier, scarier in the dark. Yeah. Yep. And so, you know, all of these things coming into play, I, I think we have to be careful of allowing ourselves to believe that if we are serving Christ, we are going to be storm free. I'll tell you this. I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt that some of the scariest storms I've ever been in my life have been closely preceded closely by a decision I made to follow Jesus, Mm -hmm. that I'm going to do whatever God wants me to do. And then storms came. Now, there's lots of reasons. Maybe, you know, a storm might come in your life because the enemy is trying to discourage you and come against you. Maybe a storm might come in your life because God is strengthening your spiritual muscles because what comes ahead is much greater than what you're currently facing. So whatever those might be, I understand, but I want to let you know that it is no guarantee. If you follow Jesus and do what he says, you will not you will walk in sunshine the whole way. Right. And I think that's a false gospel that's been preached many times and taught many times. And I think we have to be cautious of that because boy, talking about setting people up for failure. Yeah, if anything, there is a guarantee. And the guarantee is that you will face those things. In this things. world you will have trouble. That's right. You know, take heart. And, you know, if I, the teacher, am going to experience these things, who do you think as a disciple or a student, you're going to avoid it? No. And so there is a promise, and the promise is, yep, it's coming. Yeah. Hang on. Boy, isn't isn't that the truth? And, and you know, that's not exactly um, a great um, recruitment poster. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) Jesus. No, it's not. But, you know, the truth is uh, the difference between me and anybody else is not the absence of storms. It's what? It's of who's walks with me in the storm. We're going to get on that in a second. But, you know, something else I noticed that it's kind of funny, and this alludes to what you were talking about, Lindsay, and that is Jesus was taking a nap, and he was not active in their panic. Okay? that's good, yeah. And so when I think about that, I think sometimes we panic, and we wonder why God's not panicking with us or not doing (laughs) something. And and that's when we think kind of what you're saying is, hey, are you even paying attention to what's going on down here? I mean, I'm scared. I don't know what to do. And almost what you said is, well, I'm not really depending upon your wisdom, Rod. You know, (laughs) I mean, thanks a lot for coming in, but, you know, I, I think I got this. And what Jesus presence was while the disciples were wondering why Jesus wasn't involved, Jesus truly was fully involved. Yeah. Just in a manner that's right. And in a presence. That's right. That we need to understand that God has a presence and a manner and he is not going to panic like we do. Right. And I think how important that is to understand when you're asking where are you, God, you can answer your own question by God is here with me. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be an emotional feeling because these the emotions of these men were going wild right now. Right, and, I th- and we even had a great conversation with a friend last week about it. And so it's that it's even just an intellectual ascent. God is with me, right? And you cling to that, and right. it's not that emotional. I feel yeah. you right now. Okay, that's all right. Sometimes you don't, but that doesn't mean he's not there. I think it's interesting to me. I wonder how the story maybe would have turned out a little different if instead of going to Jesus in panic of, are you even paying attention to what's going on? They're like, hey, Jesus, there's a storm. You want to take care of that? <laughs> like, that's faith, right? Yeah, that would be cool. And so, um, and I also think it's kind of funny, like, that's the first time in history anybody has said, calm down, and it worked. Like, usually somebody's like, calm down, and doesn't work. And Always so, works with my wife. I say when I tell Katie to calm down, yeah. works perfect. No, but I think that's, that's, I, yeah, you're right. We're going in a storm. It's our response to Jesus in the storm that makes the difference of our faith. Yeah. And, and I just think it's important to remember. And if you're out there and you're going through a storm right now, 
I think it's important to remember that God's presence is always there. Mm-hmm. And if if you're struggling, I promise you, God is not struggling. He appreciates your struggle. Do you remember when Jesus came walking across the water? There's a passage in there. There's a part of that story that I used to love where the storm's so big and the Bible says, and the disciples were straining against the oars. And I always love that because God sometimes lets us strain against the oars. He lets us, you know, struggle a little bit and go through it because God is always building us for something more, Mm -hmm. always making us better. And so if you're out there and you're straining against the oars in your life, I want you to know God is present. You can be confident of that. God is present and you don't have to panic. Yeah. All right. It's easy to say, but I've been through it too. And I understand that panic, God won't panic with you. He will never panic with you. Yeah. Um, you know, I found that storms can reveal a lot about us. And you know what they reveal most? I know this is going to sound crazy. They reveal kind of our distorted views. Mm-hmm. You know, a storm reveal or a storm can reveal our distorted view of the storm. We're giving it way too much power, way yeah. too much authority. Um, you know, in the dark, the noise, the the volume, or whatever, the panic, the what ifs, the I don't knows. You know, whenever I go through that as a leader of a church or whatever, you know, I'm thinking I don't really know what to do. The one thing God reminds me of is, listen, I'm still in control. It doesn't matter whether you don't know what to do, Rod. I know what to do. And just allow me to go first. Let me walk down the hallway first Mm -hmm. before you. And sometimes God wants me to step out of the way and just follow him. All right. That gives me a lot of peace. I don't think, God, I know better than you. It kind of release me of the duty of the mm-hmm. responsibility i don't have to hey i'm following god like you guys are and i encourage the church let's just follow god i don't know where this is going to go yeah but i trust god the second thing i think it does is it kind of reveals our distorted view of ourselves whether i'm not strong enough or i'm not smart enough or i can get through this like you were talking or whatever it kind of shows you know maybe we're stronger than we think maybe We're not as strong as we think, but either way, God will reveal who we are. It'll reveal our faith, won't it? Yeah. You know, you always hear that that storms, you know, um, develop character, but like it said, storms actually reveal character. Yeah. And when we go through storms, the character of our lives gets revealed. The the where we place our faith things like that. So um, if you're out there and you're in a storm right now, this is not to beat you up. This is not to say you got to get better. Nothing like that. I'm just saying that allow it to illustrate where you are with God. Am I really trusting in my walk with him? Am I really trusting in this turbulent world I live that mm-hmm. that he's the captain of my ship? And finally, I think it kind of um, reveals our distorted view of Christ. Mm-hmm. Like when we yell, why aren't you doing something? Or yeah. don't you care? Or man, I've said that to God. I remember, don't you care about what I'm going through? I remember years ago going through terrible financial crisis. And I was just absolutely petrified. My kids were so young. I was actually petrified that I was going to get evicted out of a house. I remember that. And I'm trying to go to the bank and deposit a check and... I got there and the bank was closed. And this is back when not every bank had ATMs. And so I just remember in my car yelling at God, don't you care? Don't you care? And I remember punching the roof of the car. And I had an old Chevrolet celebrity. And for for the rest of the years I had that, you could see four knuckle marks <laughs> when you're outside the car in the hood because it was, you know, and it wasn't because I was so strong. It's because it was a piece of junk car. <laughs> but anyway, I just remember having those arguments. Sometimes it reveals, what do you really think of me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Jesus going, don't I care? Yeah. I'm Jesus, right? But it does kind of reveal our our character. So here's what I want you to get in closing on this, and we'll, we'll move off of this. But I love the part of the story that Jesus got up and I could, can't you just see him kind of yawning, stretching like, all right, guys. And he turned out, looked at the seat, said, Hey, knock it off. I don't know what the, the, the Aramaic would have been there, but you know, something like, Hey, 
quiet, stop, whatever. And, th- and then it happens, and the disciples are blown away. Yeah. I wonder how many times they were blown away after that. Yeah, or if everything was like... Yeah. Duh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I always wondered that. What did that do for the rest of their life? Yeah. You've got to believe... They every time they face nature, oh, this is the dude that told the wind to stop and the wind yeah. stopped and the waves to stop and the waves stopped. I yeah. mean, I what do I got to worry? I don't know, but I I think it's a great thing for us when you're going through the storm and God shows His power over the storm in your life, not that God did it your way. Yeah, right, because that's our struggle sometimes, yeah. right? We want God to do it, but do it this way. I'm struggling. It would have been easier when I was struggling financially and scared and in the middle of that storm if God would have just sent me a couple thousand dollars, right? Yeah. But instead, he was trying to do something with me and show me a better way. And so when God gets to that storm, the message needs to be clear, and that is this. Jesus had power over the storm on that Sea of Galilee, and he has power over the storm in your life right now. He does have authority and power over the storm in your life. So whatever you're going through, I want you to hear me. Christ has already claimed authority over that problem, over that issue, over that crisis. Have you? Have you already given that authority to Christ? If you haven't, let's start there. Let's forget about your panic anymore. Let's go to the master. Let's go to Jesus and let's wake him up in your life and say, okay, I'm trusting you. Fix this. Yeah. Like Lindsay said, wouldn't it have been cool if the story had been different where they would have kind of nudged him, hey, we're in the middle of a storm, you want to take care of this? That's what I'm asking you to do with Christ today. If you're in a storm, go to Christ. Say, hey, will you take care of this? And then trust him to do what he promises he will do in the way, as a sovereign God, he will do. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So... If you're out there in a storm, we want to let you know we're praying for you. We want to encourage you. And uh, I know my goal as a pastor, whenever I meet somebody in a storm, is to turn them to Christ. As I don't have it all figured out, but I know who does. Let's trust in him right now. Let's go to him. Let's go on our knees and let's go to him and say, Lord, we're in this storm. We're trusting you. All right. So I hope that's uh, helpful to you today. And I appreciate you listening uh, today on that. Matthew. Yes, sir. You always have a hot topic. I sure do. You got one today? I do. Mike, roll some music for me. That's right. We're here for some hot topic. And you know what, guys? I got a really funny one for you. Um... And uh, this comes from an email that I actually subscribed to called The Hustle. And uh, it's just kind of this cool email that sends you, uh, helps update you on a lot of financial stuff, what's going on across the business world. But also every now and then it just puts in some really funny stories. I want to tell you about the one that that I got uh, at the beginning of this month. Um, uh, Speaking of storms, maybe some of you guys are looking for a job. And I've got some great news for you. (laughs) If you're looking for a job, there's a cyber criminal organization known as the Dark Overlord. This is legit, guys. And this is a legit story. I'm not making this up. They're hiring goal oriented cyber criminals for $63,000 a month. For $63,000 a month? Yeah, isn't this such a great This is a real listing. With my tech savvy. Well, I was thinking uh, after right. last month, you're probably the on their portal. radar. Right. You just got to watch a couple of Game of Thrones and you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. so uh, wow. the article, it's hilarious. It, it goes through and talks about how uh, uh, they are notorious for uh, going through and uh, they've hacked into Netflix and given off some of uh, um, some people's personal information. And because of that, they were cracked down on and one of their key uh whatever, uh, employees at this point was arrested. And so they decided to do what any nefarious cyber criminal organization would do. And they posted a job listing. (laughs) That's unbelievable. (laughs) Uh, They posted it on a, a forum 
called the Kick A Forum, and it's a cyber uh, crime job marketplace that wow. charges a finder's fee. So not only is there a posting, but there's places for criminals to make postings. Yeah. And uh, what's great is it's they're headhunters for thieves and criminals. Exactly right. Yeah. And what's so great about it is um, is that uh, not only uh, uh, is it listed there, but it doesn't say anything about benefits or or if they have health or uh, their PTO prom, uh, policy, but they did uh, guarantee that its new hires would be collaborating with like-minded and ambitious individuals and <laughs> uh, operations against uh, companies and governments worldwide. Wow. And Gives Monster.com a new meaning. That's right. yeah. Yeah. And wow. listen, uh, listen, they offer an annual salary of $762,000, yeah. yeah. but it's payable after a 90-day probation period. Sure it is. Naturally. Sure. Right? I trust them. <laughs> trust us. <laughs> Or if you don't get arrested beforehand. That's exactly yeah. That's what they right. do. Yeah. They throw you to the wolves and go, here, you can have this one. And they hire somebody else. But listen, you're wondering, could it get any better? Yes, it can. Good. If you, after two years, contingent on positive performance reviews, <laughs> your salary could go up to 1.068 mil. I'm telling you, this is such a great opportunity. We got in the wrong easy. business, guys. Gosh. <laughs> I, this is easy. This I'm going to send them my resume. This me. is a great article, and uh, this is uh, a lot of that was uh, was uh, quoted off of their actual listing. Uh, but the the hustle writer he he makes a hilarious line wrapping it up. He says even hackers have TPS reports, and uh, that just makes me laugh because if you remember uh, the movie Office Space, remember the boss? He's always like. Yeah, uh, yeah. Turn in the uh, right. TPS report. That'd be great. I just, I just think this whole thing is hilarious. And so, um, there you go. That's what's, uh, that's what's in the news right now. That guys. is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, what a that's job. So that is crazy. That came off. What's it called? The hustle. It's, it's a, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of, it's called the hustle, and it's made for uh, rising young leaders who want to kind of be. Uh, increase their leadership and business knowledge. So a lot of it is moves and uh, and uh, you know foreclosures on certain businesses, buyouts and things like that. So it's up to help you kind of keep uh, keep up on cool. what's going on in the business realm. But every now and then they just give you little gems like that that just wow. make you laugh. And anyways, there you go. That's crazy. That's funny, Lindsay. Yeah. Why don't you just kind of remind everybody yeah. of? So um, make sure you're on the Pray.com app. I think. We say this every time, but just as a reminder, if you're new, first time listener, or you've just started coming to Kindred, get on the app and um, it's in it's available in the iTunes store. I think it's in the Android store also. Mm -hmm. um, and it's pray.com is the name of the app. And then just connect to the Kindred Church community. Speaking of that, just I want to throw a little commercial in. Have you guys noticed what Chris Harmon does with pray.com on Sundays? No, what does no. he do? He lists people's first names of who visited for the first oh, time. Oh, I have seen that. Yes. He had to say, hey, I met a guy named Joe and his wife, Mary, and they were, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just thought, how cool is that, Chris, that you do that? I wrote him a little note and said, I think what you're doing is awesome. That is cool. Yeah. So it's a great, not only prayer request, praise request kind of thing, but it's also a great communication. Yeah. If you're on there from Kindred, you know. Um, and if you're not, I encourage you to get on. It's free. Yeah. yeah. And let me let me encourage everyone. I was telling someone uh, this the other day, kind of in the same vein. Uh, every person who comes through our doors, we make an agreement as a hospitality team, uh, a commitment to pray for them for a whole month. Even if they only come once every Sunday, we have a, a huddle and we pray for people. And because um, we're not interested in just uh, carving out our own little fiefdom, as you like to say, Rod, you know, mm -hmm. we're, we're here to bless people. And so mm -hmm. if we're not the right fit, well, we're going to pray for that family, pray blessings on them. And I don't know. I told someone that the other day. Like, really? And I was like, yeah, I've been praying for you. The story came from a guy who had actually met but forgot I met and uh, totally whiffed. And I said, hey, how you doing? He said, yeah, I met you last week. And I was like, oh, your name's Pete. And, uh, and it was like I had been praying for him, but totally forgot his name. But I was like, well, I've been praying for you. And he thought that was kind of cool. But uh, anyway, so. That's fun. Yeah. That's Good. Funny. We also have some stats from uh, our podcast. Oh, yeah, share and that. so we've had actually 570 downloads Whoa. since we started. Nice. We've had 81 downloads since uh, the past 30 days. Whoa. And uh, our overseas and stuff, it consistently downloading, like uh, 
Australia has been, uh, we have listeners out there that we've been doing, like they've been doing three downloads recently, but they've done more since then. Canada's eight recently, uh, um, Cayman Islands, two downloads. So people are listening out there and, you know, we just want to shout out to them and say thank you and. If yeah. you're in the Cayman Islands and you're downloading us and you'd like us to just come down there. We could do a live show. And do a live show there. from your place. Don't worry about it. Just give us a buzz. We'll be yeah. glad to and talk to you. Also, I get to see the spikes on um, when people are downloading. And after, there's, a you know, obviously when we post, we, they have huge downloads. But then people are downloading even a little bit after the fact. And so we've, you know, we're, we're you know, people are listening out there. That's cool. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thanks for awesome. tuning in. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, another ones? couple things is if you haven't connected to our Kindred 360 Facebook page, get on there because that's a growing um, community. You're going to be hearing about our our updates. Um, we post some questions on there. Sometimes we like feedback from you guys. And um, also what we're going to start be starting posting there soon um, is an extra live that we've got Kindred 360 Extra, which is just a Facebook live that we're actually going to be launching today on our church Facebook page. Um, but pretty soon we'll be doing that on uh, the 360 page. So it's just a sneak peek of what cool. what it looks like when, and uh, some of the things we're talking about and just a nice teaser for you guys. Cool. Um, so make sure to hop onto our Facebook page, Kindred 360 Podcast, and um, check us out. Awesome. Thanks, Linz. Yeah. Hey, you know what? It just hit me before we go as I sign off. I want to say this. Stacy, our teammate, who's always back at the office when we're here having yep. fun. Stacy, if you're listening, we think the world of you. You're awesome. Love you, Stacy. We yes. appreciate you, Stace. So just want to throw that in there. I think that we're blessed to have her on the team, aren't we? Yes, we really are. For so, sure. um, appreciate you, Stacy. Thanks so much. Listen, thanks for listening to the Kindred Three Hundred and Sixty podcast. Uh, I am excited about what waits for us in two thousand nineteen, and I hope you are too. So, we are open every Sunday. We decided let's do this every week, and so every Sunday at ten a.m. right there at ten eight two five Midlothian Turnpike. Right across from the Johnson Willis Hospital, we are located there, and we'd love to have you share with us and come worship with us. And uh, like Matt said, you come your first time, you're not only going to get a mug, you're going to get a team of people praying for you. Yeah. yeah. So we just, we just would love to have you. Thanks so much for listening today. God bless. Have a fantastic week. You've been listening to the Kindred 360 podcast. If you would like to hear more, be sure to check out our additional podcast, Extra 360. And be sure to subscribe to the Kindred 360 podcast to stay up to date with our most current episodes. We want to thank you for listening today and have a blessed week ahead.